0: Welcome back Warhawk Nation. We are up to episode 14 of Warhawk Weekly. We hope that everybody has had a great spring break. It is glad to see everybody back in the building for this final push to the end of the school year. Now joining us this week on the podcast is Ms. Kelly Stutz. She is the athletic trainer here at Welburn, and this is an entirely new position that we have had um, this year. So first, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So we mentioned this is a new position, and it's actually at all the middle schools. So all the middle schools now have a full-time athletic trainer. Um, But what did you do uh, before coming to Welburn? Um, What positions experience did you do um, before you joined the team?
1: So before I became an official Warhawk, um, I was a Tiger in my own right. I came from Dripping Springs High School. Where we worked with the high school and two middle schools, so I was the assistant there, um, in charge of making sure that all the kids at high school and two middle schools in the town were um, taken care of and, and protected during during their school. Uh, she so had a lot of schools, more of than schools. just one school. Yeah. And uh, next year they're actually going six a. So okay. if that tells you anything about numbers, growing
0: growing area, just like College Station. <laughs>
1: Correct. Um, but from there, I was fresh out of uh, school, so I did uh, two years at A and M. Where I went and did my master's uh, in athletic training. I had a clinical rotations in uh, football, Texas A&M football, uh, swimming and diving, volleyball, and then I did one uh, high school rotation at College Station High School.
0: So you were not new to College Station or CSISD really? Not
1: really. Before you became a Warhawk? Not really. Okay. Uh, and before that, I did four years for my undergrad at Abilene Christian where I got my uh, BS in kinesiology okay. with an emphasis in pre-physical therapy. Okay. So, And there I worked um, football, track and field, softball, um, volleyball, basketball, um, pretty much you name it. I tried to help out wherever I could. Yeah. Um, four years there with a smaller school at the time, they wanted you to help out wherever you could.
0: So what – you know, a lot of us have conceptions of what an athletic trainer does. Maybe um, a lot of our parents, like what our experiences were with high school sports. Um, I don't remember having a middle school athletic trainer back in the day, but we one at the high school when, uh, when I was there and several of our parents were there. So tell us a little bit about what, is, what does a day look like for you here at Wellburn? Um, what, do you, what do you do for all of our scholars?
1: So pretty much what I do is my job is to make sure that all the kids, the scholar athletes, stay healthy if they can. Um, we're in charge of making sure that the facilities are the way that they need to. If there's a hole on a practice field, we need to make sure that the kids run around it. We report it to facility management. They take care of it. Um, we monitor weather. So if it's too cold, we don't go outside. If it's too hot, we have to make sure that they're taking the appropriate uh, breaks. If there's lightning, we can't go outside. So I'm also on that side of making sure that we, as a, a preventative measure, are nice and taken care so of. So a lot of the
0: conditions, not just, not just individual treatment of a s- scholar athlete.
1: Correct. But. But we are also trained in first aid, so a- emergency in first aid. So if there were to be anything that happened, injury from anything from a sprained ankle to a jammed finger all the way up to sudden cardiac arrest, we are able to respond appropriately and be able to manage the athlete in-house and then get them off to the appropriate doctors that they need to see in order to treat the, con- the condition uh, in-, in which they've been injured or hurt. Um, But on top of that, we're also in charge of making sure that we are keeping up with injuries, keeping up with documentation, so um, CSISD has a concussion protocol, we also have a COVID protocol now, and so making sure that we are on top of all of that and making sure everyone stays healthy along the way. So it's not just about making sure that the kids are protected and preventing them, but we also can take these kids who have been hurt then we can help with their physical therapists and their doctors and rehabilitate them to get them back onto the field again. And that's anything from, like I said earlier, a sprained ankle all the way up to ACL uh, uh, reconstruction Mm -hmm. surgery and any kind of surgeries as long as we have approval with their doctors. And and we try to work really well with uh, doctors and parents and coaches and make sure that all meshes really well.
0: So we talked a little bit about prevention and response, both as being parts of your job. So on the prevention side, what do you see a lot of um, in our middle school um, scholar athletes? Because for many of them, especially seventh graders, this is the first time they're be in competitive sports. Right. Um, we might see injuries different from what they've had as younger scholars and right. students at other schools. Or what do, what do parents need to be aware of? Like, hey, my kid is saying this. And that would be something, hey, you need to go see the trainer. Right. What, what are those common things that we so, see?
1: So one of the big, big things that I'm, I'm discovering about the middle school population is these kids don't know the difference between being hurt and being sore okay there are times when you work out and you're really really sore the next day or even the next couple of days after that are you hurt nah, we don't know um are you sore probably but how do you tell that in a middle school athlete who's never been injured before when you ask them a the pain scale on a scale of zero to ten mm-hmm. are you hurt they're automatically going to tell you their pain is an eight so how do you differentiate between that so The hard, that's the, that's the difficulty about my job. So I have to figure out who's hurt and who's sore. And so the the things that I look for is lots of inflammation.
0: Okay. So swelling and things,
1: swelling, bruising, something that doesn't look like, doesn't look right. So if it's off, just from
0: outside appearance,
1: right? So if you look at it and you're like, something doesn't look right, Mm -hmm. um, then that's obviously something that needs to be addressed. Something that needs to be looked at. Um, as far as if there's a complete deformity, your ankle is off to a not natural position. That's obviously something you need to go see a doctor about, Mm -hmm. but for all the little things in the middle, um, we always tell the kids, come see me before school, after school, Mm -hmm. um, for, for evaluation. And I can tell you what it is. Most of the time, however, at this level, it is an inflexibility issue. These kids are sore. These kids don't necessarily know appropriate ways to stretch they think they're stretching well mm-hmm. but they're really really not and so when I get them and they're like students what are you doing I've said, I said I teach them how to do the stretch appropriately and on their own because it's really important for me to teach these kids how to take care of themselves mm-hmm. and their bodies so that when they they go to the high school or even if they're not athletes growing up they still know how to take care of themselves as they go into adulthood and they can pass that down to anybody that they meet along the way
0: And I know um, our staff, a lot of times, will see a lot of kids in that athletic hallway before school, after school, doing stretches, um, getting on the different pieces of equipment that you have there. What kind of things, uh, if I'm a parent, might I see my scholar doing, like, is there a lot of stretches that get specifically recommended? Maybe ones that middle school kids don't know, right. um, but they're going to now see their kid doing this, you know, regularly before running or before.
1: A lot dips. of the stretches that I've been giving out right now, especially with track, are lower body. So okay. your hip complex. So you've got to make sure that your hip complex is nice and and. and, and Flexible so that you're able to take longer strides if you're sprinting to go faster to be more explosive If you're trying to be a jumper you want to try to get your legs to go longer I try to explain to the the kids that it's like a rubber band if a rubber band is stretched this far It's not going to go nearly as far as if it's stretched this far Mm -hmm. So if we can get those muscles more elastic, you're going to go farther. You're going to be more explosive You're going to just competitively naturally compete better And so a lot of them are the I will have a kid literally sit against the wall uh, try to get their rear end and their shoulders as, as, as tight to the wall as they can, and then they try to keep their legs straight, try to put their knees together, their ankles together, and their toes together, and then they drop their knees down onto the floor. Okay. Most of the kids can do that and reach their toes, but there are some kids that can't even put their knees down onto the floor because their hamstrings are just so tight. Okay. So, like, stuff like that. And then there's, like, a, a lunge stretch where I get them to go into a lunge while they're on a padded uh, foam, I have a blue foam, okay. and make them lean forward. And that's a lot up for their quads. Okay. But a lot of them also know butterfly stretch. So they, they've got that growing up. Um, and then I introduce them a figure four stretch, which is pretty much like sitting with your legs across mm-hmm. um, and then leaning forward, like if you're in a chair, but if you're on a wall, pulling that knee up. And a lot of them can't do that because they're so tight in the hips, especially okay. girls, because at this age, they're growing up. Okay. they're about to get into into the in puberty and their hips are actually widening which actually puts more pressure on their hips which they don't realize so we've got to also stretch those muscles out as well so that's
0: a lot of lower body because we're in, we're in track is mm-hmm. the big sport right now mm-hmm. if my kid doesn't play track but maybe they're a football basketball mm-hmm. volleyball do we see some of the upper body stuff or different we, things in the fall
1: we do a little bit but not nearly as much as lower body because a lot that's of, where the focus is that's the focus because that's where you get your lower back injuries that's where you get the majority of your back injuries at the this level um, hamstrings quad strains calf strains um, all those fun stuff we do occasionally get shoulders so putting your arm in a door and stretching the front mm-hmm. of it if you put your arm behind your back and you kind of chicken wing it but you put the door frame behind your elbow and kind of push into it so that it pulls your elbow forward you get that front stretch um, but a lot of it is more specific towards what's going on with their shoulder rather okay. than Um, just the generic um, stretches
0: and we will put a disclaimer on here this is great to watch on video if you are listening to the audio podcast um, because it will make much more sense when you see Coach Stoots demonstrating these so we'd like to thank you guys for joining us this Wednesday we're going to hopefully be out with another episode remember we are also now on audio podcast so if you have just been watching us on YouTube you should also be able to find us on Apple iTunes, uh, Apple Music, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We'll see you next week, Warhawk Nation.